It's more stink than instinctive. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us for Effective Heart Change. The podcast will discuss how to apply faith principles to real-life situations. This is Effective Heart Change. We're here today to talk about genuine caring. Now, that's a difficult one. We're in the step-by-step spiritual foundation series, talking about the different layers that get built into us spiritually that aren't necessarily an intellectual or a choice thing, but they're something that gets wound into us. Are you ready to go, Dale? Oh, genuine caring. It sounds like a pretty big topic. Uh, And and then my next thought is, I don't know that all of us have that. (laughs) You know, I would suggest that you're right. Well, occasionally I get lucky and stumble into something. If it's a developmental thing, Maybe people don't exactly develop into genuine caring. Well, let's dive in then. Let's just start with how how do these things happen? And one of the descriptions of the Bible is that we have a tablet of our heart, and God inscribes on the tablet of our heart, or life inscribes on the tablets of our heart. And so when you understand that we have a dynamic heart, it's in process. It's step by step. It's not this, this static thing that was created before the foundation of the earth, and, and that's it. That's the end of it. But it's continually in creation. It's continually interacting with God, with people, with life in a way that your heart is being created throughout your life. That's an interesting expression of that idea, because, and I. I'm sure I've heard you say that, but but it never really clicked until just then, because I I like to write. Writing is very important to me, and and I always have some sort of tablet with me, uh, or try to. So uh, the random thoughts I've found over the years take shape. Uh, they come in as as individual things and and after a while if you keep checking what you've put down on tablets there's a line that goes through it and it and it forms a poem or a song or at least a, a good solid idea that you can follow and and, and that's that that's very meaningful to me what's well, interesting i'm right obviously quite a bit and a lot of times i don't know where i'm going i mean i just start and Generally, after I start, that's when I start pulling more of an outline together. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I want to make this point, or I want to make this point. And I'll, I'll take some notes, and I'll get those kinds of things down. But it's amazing to me just the evolution of this thing. It is just this creative thing just kind of happens over a period of time. It does, and, and it is. It's, it's almost magical uh, because— and you, and you need to discipline yourself. We talked about discipline yesterday. You need to discipline yourself to not just throw an idea aside because there's only one idea. You know, what are you going to do with that? But if you write them down and, and, and save them, uh, you'll be pleasantly surprised that they're going to fit together with something that's going to come later. Let's think about this growth factor. You've got a young child, and you know this is a bulletin here. I mean, this is a shocking point. 
young children tend to be rather selfish and oh, self-centered. I never noticed that. that. Their, their entire world exists around them. Then last time we talked about the layer of focus, that laying that foundation of the ability to focus on something outside of self. These three layers all depend on the ability to have abstract thought where I'm thinking about something that's not right in front of my face. The selfish child, his entire world is about himself. Of course he's selfish. Doesn't even have the ability to think outside of those terms to a great extent. So as a younger child, there are certain children that are more instinctively caring. I mean, that's there, and, and we'll talk about that as we go on in this session. But for the most part, younger children, their world is themselves and how life is responding at that particular moment. So this is a coming out party we're having here that, that the child is, is moving, and, and it's going to take some time, but is moving from uh, the, the toddler child-centered world that it lives in into a more adult idea of living. And the idea then is we've got to make that transfer over to where I'm seeing other people. And then let's take it one step farther. I've got to understand that my life is very much determined by the people around us. Of course, you know, there's that popular saying, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. You've got that whole idea. If I'm not having some kind of quality interaction with the people around me, and I'm making life miserable for the people around me, what are the chances that I'm going to have a good life? And somewhere in there, I actually start to figure that out, that even though I can still be a little bit on the selfish side in this whole thing, I better start caring about other people. That's an interesting uh, series of progressions that we're talking about because you never, uh, at least my observation is, we, we never get out of the selfish part. Uh, we're, we're pretty much self-centered all of our lives, uh, and it takes an effort to step outside of that. Uh, and and uh, But the environment is so very important because you're going to evidence what you have been uh, given by the people that surround you, by the family, by the, the friends from the whatever the, the environment, you're going to be evidence of what that environment was like. Let's go back to the tablet idea. And I love the biblical verse, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So if I'm writing on my tablet, how do I write on my tablet? This ends up being more flow through. If you recall, the first three layers we talked about were largely received. It's a lot more about what's being done to me, what's being done around me, what I'm experiencing, what I'm drinking in. These layers that we're talking about now are much more flow through, not, not what I'm receiving, not what I'm drinking in, but what's flowing through me. So now that writing on that tablet isn't so much about what I receive, though that is important, that needs to be happening, but it's much more now about me looking outward, turning outward, starting to see things, and choosing to behave in a specific manner. If I'm doing that, if I'm developing that skill, if I'm developing that, that behavior, 
Back to the verse, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. When I really start seeing other people, investing in other people, my heart goes there, and I move from that selfish, self-centered place to a place to where I genuinely care for others. It's spiritually induced at times. I mean, we're connecting with God, and He's encouraging us to do that, or maybe we're selfish and we understand that we want a better life, so we better take care of the people around us. But at some point, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It actually gets intertwined into the very core of your heart, thus the title, Genuine Caring. And that, that clears it up some. I mean, it, it's the, the child is going from a stage that's all about him to uh, being a little inclusive, uh, seeing things that, oh, I, that's not part of me. And and I want to I, I like that, or at least I want to explore it. And that writing part of it to me uh, is a reminder of how I've put things down. I've got notes on this tablet I keep here because uh, my memory isn't what it used to be. But but it's, I see it in the child in in a maturing process of deciding that might be important to me. And, and then progressing with that. Now, with some children, that's much, you know, genuine caring is much more instinctive. With some, it's harder. We'll talk about that more after this break. We're going to stop, review some of the points that we've made during the first segment, and then we'll continue. We're talking today about the spiritual layer of genuine caring. And as I referenced before the break, in some people that's more instinctive, and in other people, man, this is a hard one to get there. I mean, it, it just, it's not who they are. And I believe that God creates in our core deep desires, deep passions, and that those deep passions, I mean, that's the essence of spirituality. That's one of the deeper places. But we also talked in the last segment about the tablet. You can write on that tablet. You can shape it. You can renew it. So for those for whom caring is very instinctive, obviously this layer will be easier. For those whom it's not instinctive, we've got more work to do. So th this is sounding like it comes from observation uh, in, in one sense. Uh, we observe others, uh, and, and uh, we, as you so rightly say, God has created us. So we have the, I call it the thumbprint of God, uh, on our very being. And so uh, we have observations that come from above that we're not really, it's, it's even more remote in a lot of ways, as particularly as a young person. And then you have the observations that, that in processing, we come up with. And so, so those, those three sources, and, and then, well, surrounding too, but those sources uh, are the way we develop our, our caring attitude, or don't develop it in the case. I'm, I'm going to pick up on the one piece of what you talked about, about that, again, that God thumbprint, if you will. 
So let's really focus in on that during this segment, because there are people who relationship is everything. And I tend to, you know, we're, we're in a time when people are trying to erase male-female differences, but mothers just have a mother thing going on to where their relationship with their kids tends to be huge. Now, not 100%. Everybody's created different, and so not all moms are created the same, but there's just this thing that's going on there. There are people who are relationship people, and a lot of times I like to divide it in just for simplicity. It's, it doesn't work in reality. But for simplicity, you have relationship people and you have what I would call task or competency people. Competency includes knowledge. There are people who are really teachers. I, I, you know, a part of me is that teacher part. So when a person is really into ideas, when a person is really into task and completing tasks, relationship tends to take a back seat. It's just not as important because the passion is over here. Well, you tend to go after that, and well, if people get in the way, they kind of get in the way. Well, if I'm a task competency person, maybe if I'm a right and wrong truth person, people just kind of get shoved to the side because my passion is over here in a different place. If I'm one of those people, it's going to be more work. I'm going to need more writing on my tablet to get to that place of genuine caring. On the flip side, if I'm one of these people that is just a compassion person, relationship is everything, then it appears that, and I'm going to use that language, it appears that I'm this high relationship person and I really care about others, but I'm going to flip that one on its head for a little bit. What's interesting, a lot of times what that means is they are highly sensitive people They don't want their feelings to get hurt, so they kind of tiptoe around other people so as not to provoke other people in a way that, okay, I don't want that person responding badly to me. Well, is that genuine caring? Sometimes genuine caring is back to maybe this truth person uh, who worries about right and wrong and, and getting things right. Sometimes genuine caring is not so much about caring about your feelings, but speaking to you what needs to be spoken to you. So the language is genuine caring. The language is not, well, let's be sensitive to other people's feelings. So uh, if I understand what you're saying, it's uh, sometimes what we think we're really good at, we're, is, uh, we're really not. And, and that uh, oftentimes the thing that is the biggest problem in your life is probably your, the the uh, greatest potential in in future times if uh, we spend the time and and go through this process of growing and going out of being self centered to uh, considering other people's feelings, which is genuine caring, as I understand it. I could have easily used the word love. But love has been so perverted, misused in terms of back to what I was talking about. Well, let's keep everything on a touchy-feely basis, and I can't say that to you. Well, ultimately, if you really love other people, you care about their outcomes. You care about what's best for them, what's going to get a good result in their life and create better families and better lives and all of that. 
many times, if I care about you, I actually need to hurt your feelings. Mm. I need to challenge you. Now, that's harder with older people, but that's not hard with a three-year-old who's throwing a temper tantrum. It's kind of like, okay, or a three-year-old who needs to take a nap or whatever language, you know, there's all kinds of different situations when you're picturing children. It's like, oh, no, I can't just give them what they want. We can't just play touchy-feely with this child. We've got to bring some parenting to the situation. It's not hard to understand at that level. Somehow we're not very good at translating that love is not about your feelings and making sure that we tiptoe around, but love is actually about helping grow you and produce better outcomes in your life. So what you're saying is genuine uh, might have something to do with you being honest. Uh, if it's going to be real, get real is what we, we said uh, the other day, and uh, you need to be real in, in, your, in your communication, and sometimes that isn't a comfortable place to go. I love that word genuine, what you're saying, get real. When you start thinking about that, you've got these instinctive gifts where some people are more compassionate. They appear to be more relational and in reality are more relational. They care more about people. They care more about relationships. They work harder at it. And believe me, this section is work if you're going to do it right. And we'll, we'll talk about that work as we go on. But you've got to work at it. You've got to press in. You've got to develop a skill. These are topics we need to develop, but we'll do that in the next segment. So we'll stop and do a few questions, and then we'll continue. This morning I read, I'm uh, reading in uh, first, second, and third. What is that, John? And, and in uh, second in John, it talks about God and love and, and how uh, that's what it's all about. And so I'm hearing, it's, it's been really interesting. Uh, I'm hearing the connection with what I read and what you're describing, and that, that you have to have both. And, and we tend to think, uh, the, the, uh, particularly in our modern time, of, of uh, love as being anything that involves feeling. And, and the reality is, uh, what is, there are three different words for love. And, and uh, the reality is we consider sex uh, in, in America, I believe, more about what we think love is. And, and, and it is, it's overrated in that, in that sense. Let's step outside of sex for a yeah. moment. Yeah. I mean, let's, yeah. how, how I feel when I'm around you. And sex, obviously, is uh, the explosion. It's the dynamite, if you will. But when I'm around you, I feel certain kinds of things. Do you hear the selfishness of that? I want to have the kind of relationship with you where I feel good instead of the kind of relationship where I have genuine caring 
And if I have genuine caring, I actually see you. I see you in a reasonably accurate manner, and I'm able to bring the kinds of skills to the relationship that I can make your life better. Now, let's just stop for a little bit. Obviously, if people make us feel good, we want to be around them, so you have that. But in the bigger picture, at some point, I start recognizing the difference between fluff and depth and reality. I start recognizing that I kind of feel good when I'm around this person, so I want to be around them, and that's, that's good. That's fine. No downer. In fact, let's, let's build that. But there's also a deeper thing of I realize that when I'm around this person, and it's totally out of context and doesn't really fit, but Laban said to Jacob, it's kind of like, I know that when you're here, God blesses me. Well, that language should be able to be used by the people around you. If you're walking with God, the people around you should be able to go, wow, when I'm in relationship with you, I grow. When I'm in relationship with you, I'm just a better person. I'm moving in the right direction, all of those kinds of things. Think about that. If you're showing genuine caring, genuine love, I should be having an impact on the people around me. They should notice, and they will be drawn to me because of that. Again, think of the dynamics in terms of how I feel about me now. That's much deeper than, oh, I feel good when I'm around you. The, the point that uh, the Message Bible made was that love and God are connected, and, and we tend to disconnect them. And, and think, I can be in love and not have any thought about God. Uh, and so it's an incomplete view. And what you're, what you're pointing to is that the way the complete view is completed is by the combination of, of taking in and giving out. What you receive uh, uh, has a lot to do with what you're able to give. And, and until you can receive even the criticism, even the, the uh, that, I like this and I like this, but uh, what about, uh, without being able to receive that, you're saying, no, I'm fine as I am. Well, we're, we're all in need of each other. And, and honesty, genuine caring is honest and it's loving. As I listen to you, what I hear is the one another lifestyle. I, I talk about that a lot, that God is for us. And if God is for us, we should be for one another. When you're convinced of that, it's easier to receive correction. It's easier to have transparency. It's easier to have openness. Go all the way back to the covered stage where I talked about developing trust. If you're not developing trust, if you're not developing openness, you can't do this layer. You're not going to be able to receive criticism. You're not going to be able to give it. You're not going to be able to challenge one another. The only thing we can do is to try to stay more in what I would call the fluff layer of, okay, let's just walk really softly here, and maybe I can make you feel good when I'm around you. I'll be really, really positive, and I'll be really, really careful. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I, there's times when that's not a bad thing. Be nice, play yes, nice. But it's not going to produce a lot of growth. Exactly. Truth is truth is God. And and without 
the ability to exchange those things, uh, we're missing out. Well, genuine caring gets into these kinds of things. It really gets into the skill levels of being able to go back and forth and, and work with these kinds of things. And we've reduced it to an emotion and an emotional feel, and that just doesn't cut it. That doesn't produce genuine caring. What we've been talking about really goes back and highlights something I mentioned before, but I really want to talk a little bit more in depth. What's interesting, and it sounds contradictory, but to develop genuine caring actually requires a little bit of selfishness, if you will. <laughs> well, we're good at that. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're good at that. So if I'm actually going to care for others and be willing to do the work that I need to do, I've got to see this point. Uh, mentioned the one another lifestyle, or we can talk about that. I've got to actually believe that when I stop and I lay my life down for others, I don't get lost in, in, the, in the herd trampling me back over. And many times that's people's belief system. They believe that if they, if they actually start catering to other people, they're just going to get run over in the process. Now, what we've already talked about, if you're at that touchy-feely level, that is true you will get run over in the process. I mean, bullies love to what? They love to bully whoever they can. They don't care. Oh, you're, a, you're an easy target? Oh, you scream when, when I hit you? Why, I'm going to run over you. So if your idea of genuine caring is only in the touchy-feely side, you will get run over. But if you're understanding the bigger picture of what we're talking about, and it is genuine caring, it is love in the biblical sense of I care about you. I care about what's best for you, and I'm willing to think about it, develop the skills, etc. Then if that's where I'm walking, you will figure out over a period of time that this bigger picture actually works in my benefit. But a lot of people never get there because they're practicing this mushy form of love that just doesn't work because it's not biblical. So what you're describing is a conscious connection. You're, you're making a conscious decision, even though it's, some, it's probably subliminal in a lot of ways, but, but it's a, a desire uh, in, in being connected with someone else. And in that process, uh, we can misuse it, but it's God-directed. Uh, we're, we're to love one another, and, and that, that opening uh, is a real test whether you're willing to step in or not. It's genuine caring. Yeah. I'm willing to lay my life down. I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm willing to endure pain in the short term because I believe, huge words, I believe that in the long term, if I'm laying my life down for others at some point, they're going to notice what I've done. They're going to care. Now, not every individual will. There's going to be individuals who don't care, who run over you. Bullies will be bullies. But in general, humanity is humanity, and humanity responds when there's genuine love, genuine caring. When you're making that difference in another person's life, you're going to get a positive response back, and now things actually start 
working. That's a belief system. If you don't have that belief system intertwined into every part of your being, somewhere in there, you'll start out and you'll give it up because guess what? There's going to be a rough period in the middle and you'll give it up and you'll quit and you'll quit before you get the results and then you'll go back into the selfish lifestyle. So in order for me to develop this, I've actually got to believe in God, in what God's doing in and through others, and that if I genuinely lay down my life for others, it will create the best outcomes, are you ready, for me. Hallelujah. I can actually be (laughs) selfish in this thing, and it still works. Now, we'll take a little bit of time to review some of what we've been talking about, and then we will talk about the skills part. We're talking today about genuine caring, and we've talked about a lot of aspects of it, but in this segment, I really want to go into skills. Talked about in the first segment about the tablet of our heart, and what's flowing through you sticks to you is the one-liner that I use, and and you're, you're being reshaped by life. So if I actually want to care about other people, let's go back to the last layer, focus, learning to focus outside of self. I need to actually, when I'm around people, I need to learn to ask questions. I need to learn to focus outside of myself. After I've asked those questions, I might even want to log what went on in terms of the answers so that the next time I meet this person, I actually remember some things. Maybe in between times, I pray about things. I genuinely pray for the kinds of things I've talked about. See, that prayer is what? It's going to be life-changing for me. It's going to develop caring inside of me. And then I intentionally log their answers. I come back to it next time. I work at it. I work at it to where I ask them questions. Hey, what's going on in this situation, etc.? This is a skill. It's an effort. It's a focus. If I'm doing those kinds of things, I'm getting heart change in the middle of these efforts, by the same token, if the only thing I'm caring about is me and it's a one-sided relationship, I'm getting heart change there back toward selfishness. You could do that all by yourself. <laughs> you can do that all to <laughs> Yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, I, again, active participation, and, and you brought up the tablet. We, we mentioned it earlier about ideas and how they can come together, but they're also a place for uh, important thoughts about someone else. And, and, and the listening part is emphasized here. If, if I'm going re- to remember it, at my age especially, if I'm going to remember it, I need to write it down. Because I couldn't tell you how many times in a day I think, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's great stuff. I, and then don't do it. And then I'm thinking, oh, what, what was that again? So the tablet part repeats the, the, the conscious uh, participation of uh, not only listening, but recording, so you can regurgitate it somewhere along the way. Better word, I'm sure, but uh, that's the process, and, and, and that's exciting to me. I love the phrase that you used in the middle of that, and don't do it. Now, part of the doing would be writing it down. Part of the doing 
would be working at remembering. But part of the doing is also doing. Yeah, exactly. Many times there's a follow-up behavior. Now, words are powerful. So if I remember and I come back to the person and I talk to them and I, I do whatever, that's one part of the heart change. But many times there's actions. Actions speak louder than words. So now I've not only talked to the person, I've not only become aware of them, I'm not only logging things and remembering, but I'm thinking about appropriate actions. Maybe even a thank you note, or maybe you initiate the phone call, or again, the list goes on and on. You, you bake a pie, you know, whatever, whatever the appropriate thing. If you act on that thing, now that takes it one step farther. That cements the genuine caring. And I'm not even thinking about the other person right now. I'm thinking about you. Think about you. I want to develop a caring heart. If I'm not acting on the appropriate things in the appropriate ways, I cannot develop a caring heart. I can develop it at the thought level. I can develop it at the conversation level, but it's not as deep as it will be if I actually act on those kinds of things. We had a situation the other day, and uh, just after class, uh, I spoke with a gentleman and uh, uh, congratulated him on his openness. And, and uh, uh, it, it, there was a session earlier uh, in a couple of meetings, and, and he, he said something that struck me as he'd never said it before. And I complimented him on that, and and uh, I was speaking to him after this the the session uh, the other day, and and said I'm really proud of the way you're you're speaking more, and and uh, he related that he thought we you and I both came at him pretty hard, and 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 so. It was it, the, that's follow up, and the follow up is important. You get it, there's a connection, and and the way you connect, you think you're saying something, and and the person takes it a completely different way. Well, uh, without a follow up, uh, that it just gets to be more of a of a uh, division instead of a, a an inroad. And but in the process of talking to him. I was able to say, this is what I meant by it. Tell me why you took it the way you took it. And, and, and then you, I called you over, and then you had an opportunity to, to speak to him. But, but that continuation is so important. You make an inroad um, for a reason, and the reason is you want to go deeper. Uh, that was a nice title of a book I read one time. Going deeper. wonder where you read that. <laughs> but I think that's vital. What you're touching on is communication skills. I've talked about this area as very much a skills-based area. And let's just go to one really basic communication skills, and I would challenge you to look up a lot more than this. But one of the big ones is listening skills, where you say something to me, and especially if it's a tense situation and there's fear that things aren't going to go well, the simple skill is I repeat back to you what I hear you saying is. I mean, it's just, it's just totally simple. I think you just said this to me. 
Is that right? Did I hear you correctly? You give the other person a chance to have feedback. When there's tension, something as small as that, that's just a skill implementation. I learn different communication skill techniques. That ends up being powerful in developing genuine caring that is effective. You can have genuine caring in your heart and be totally ineffective in carrying it out. You need to develop skills to be effective in this area. Well, part of of developing those skills, uh, you have to to have the attitude that you're not going to quit. You're not going to give up because it's difficult. And and uh, the the situation that, as you described it, uh, that's an effective way if there is, if the channels haven't been closed. But a lot of times the channel is closed because the interpretation of what you you offered is a negativity that they really don't want to go there. So persistence is is a skill. In this in this situation, because you got to be willing to hang in there, and and you got to be willing to say, "Hey, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you," and and this is in private, possibly more likely even, but to to reopen the channel and say, "Now uh, we're we're not in the midst of a group." Uh, did I hear you, or what did I hear you say, and or whatever language you can use to invite them to to go ahead and say, "All right, this is what I heard," and 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 that process, uh, the follow up, the persistence is is a big skill as far as it, it looks to me. Oh, that's huge. I mean, persistence, staying at it. Another one, let me throw in one final point, is going back to a previous layer, to a previous foundation, which is creativity. Different things work with different people. If all you got is one tool in your shed, you're not going to have good quality relationship. You need to be around different people. You need to watch different people. You need to learn different techniques, different techniques of communication, different ways of serving, different ways of loving. If you develop that creativity and you, you get some confidence that, you know what, I may not be able to do this the first time, it might not work the second time, but persistence, I'm not going to give up. I'm willing to try different things in this relationship. That's just incredibly powerful part of genuine caring. Don't be a one-trick pony. Don't be a one-trick <laughs> pony. Don't give up. Stay at it. Develop it to have a caring heart. It's not just this instinctive thing that drops in your lap, and I've got this, I'm really good at this, or I'm terrible at this. No, it's a skill to be developed. It's a life to be lived, and you can live that life. It's pretty amazing. I love where we go with these conversations, and we will see you next time on Effective Heart Change. Video production, editing, and audio by Matthew. Set design and setup by Ashley.
content recorded live at Studio 104.